Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it is not complicated. And our goal on this podcast is to make real life simple. And today, we'll be talking about prayer, specifically what to do after you say amen. Welcome to the Rusty George Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about prayer because I have a new book I'm working on and I really need your help. It's still in the early stages and I'm collecting a lot of data, but I would love to have your input on this. And it's all about unanswered prayer and finding God in the silence. So before we get to that, let me answer just a couple of questions that came in after our conversation with Todd Fields. Todd is a worship leader. And if you missed last week's podcast, check it out. Uh, He was so, so good and so insightful for all of us. We do not yet have confirmation that he's had his interview with Eddie Van Halen, but we are in prayer for that. Uh, A couple questions that came in. One was from a worship leader, and the worship leader asked, um, what would you tell a worship leader about how to work with a lead pastor? And I would say, well, first of all, recognize we don't always think the same. Uh, You think a little bit more fluid. We think a little bit more in boxes. We think a little bit more of steps and strategies. And you might think more in the moment, and we think the long game. We think what's going to happen uh, later on. If you choose to do that or say that or wear that, how we're going to have to deal with the emails later on during the week. And so I guess what a lead pastor would often tell a worship leader if they're not so scared to say it is, please don't give me heartburn. I want you to use your gifts and I want you to be you and I want you to flow with the spirit. That's great. But if you think that this might cause controversy, please check with me first. That would be so helpful. Uh, I've seen worship leaders go off the rails before. I've seen things go wrong because they felt something in the Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit can lead you on Tuesday as well as Sunday morning. So plan some of these things out. Ask me. Ask your lead pastor what they think about it first because often they might be able to tie it into the message and really make it flow rather than a one-off that you snuck by somebody. Um, Another thing that lead pastors like to joke about is, uh, listen, I don't sing when I teach, so don't you teach when you sing. What they're trying to say is, uh, watch the conversation between the songs. I love it when you guys set people up and you desperately need to do that. We need to teach our people what words mean and what the song is about and those kind of things. But don't feel like you got to preach a message. I'll do that. You stay uh, with your gifting and I'll try to stay out of your lane and let you be you. Uh, The second question we got was, what would you tell a lead pastor about worship? And uh, I think this was from a lead pastor that's trying to understand a little bit of how to connect with his worship leader. And I'd say, listen, you think differently. Um, They write songs late at night. You write messages early in the morning. Your brains are wired differently. Um, They are a lot more in tune um, with the Holy Spirit oftentimes than, than we are. So listen to them. If they're getting a sense that the church is responding to something, let them go with it. Uh, If you're sensing that they know something about the audience that you don't, listen to them. And be willing to uh, give them some feedback, but also be willing to not necessarily 
critique them right away uh, or to um, change them or ask them to change themselves so much as far as their, their gifting or their styling. Allow them to be them and be honest with them. They desperately need to know that you're in their corner, so support them. Uh, and, you know, it's easy to make jokes about, well, it's the artist or, oh, you know, they're a certain side, a side of their brain is being used and not the other. I get it. And I've done it. But all that does, really does is divide. So find ways to build bridges. So I appreciate the questions. And as always, if you want to submit a question, you can do so at rgeorge at reallifechurch.org. So let's get back to prayer. I just want to talk a little bit with you about prayer and, and ask for your feedback. Um, I got to be honest with you. All of my life, I've struggled with prayer. And here's why. Because I have those seasons where I think, what does it matter? If God already knows what I need before I ask, why ask? And why ask if when I ask, I feel like I hear no answer? And then I get so frustrated when I know one person who's dying of cancer, asking God to heal them, and then I know another person that's praising God that they got you know, their, their son on the, the travel team which meant somebody else didn't get on it, or praising God because they got that uh, parking space at the mall that opened up right near the front. I'm not saying God doesn't exist in those small things or in those little moments. What I'm saying is, where is he in the big moments? And I think many of us who live with unanswered prayers find ourselves wondering, should I even pray? What does it even matter? So I heard this from a, uh, a, a just an unbelievably smart guy. I run out of titles for him, a guy by the name of N.T. Wright. And he said, one of the difficulties we have is we define Jesus by our ideas of God instead of defining God by what we see in Jesus. And so I started asking this question, how did Jesus respond to people's requests? And what was interesting was, is sometimes Jesus would tell them to do various things. Go and wash in the water. Go and wipe this off your eyes. Go and show the priest. And he had these different kind of things he would ask people to do. And I thought, you know, of all the things I've read about prayer, it's either telling me why I should pray or it's telling me how to pray. But nothing telling me what to do when God is silent. Nothing telling me what to do after I say amen. And so right now, the working title on this book is, After Amen, What to Do While You Wait on God. And I'm really digging into all these passages where Jesus responded to people and then told them to do something. What's next? And is there some kind of sin in my life that's keeping a prayer from being answered? Is there some kind of behavior that's keeping me from seeing that the prayer has already been answered? Or is there something I'm supposed to do while I wait? So here's my question for you. I want to know, what do you do when you stop praying? You've poured out your heart to God. You've prayed and prayed and prayed about it. Now what do you do? Do you forget about it? Do you hope for the best? Do you pray again? Do you tend to think that God can be heard or can hear you if you say it over and over and over again? Do you feel like God is like that father that you have to kind of wear him down in order to get you know, a trip to the ice cream store? What do you do when you feel like God hasn't answered your prayers? And maybe some of you have a story of when you did 
certain things, and God came through. And I don't mean like a rabbit's foot, like I, you know, clicked my heels three times and suddenly I got what I wanted, but rather, what do you do while you wait? Do you keep at it? Do you assume God's heard you and you move on? Do you hope for the best? Do you assume the worst? And how do you help people in that process? So I'd love to know, what do you do with unanswered prayers? And maybe some of you have stories where your unanswered prayers have driven you closer to God and maybe sometimes further away. What do you do with unanswered prayers? Here's what you can do. You can email me, rgeorge at reallifechurch.org with your story or with your answer. Or you can go on social media and you can use the hashtag after amen. You can find me on social media, on Instagram at Rusty L. George, on Twitter at Rusty L. George, um, on my Facebook uh, public page, Rusty George, and you can share your thoughts there. Use the hashtag after amen, and that will help us all kind of stay in the same lane. So what do you do with unanswered prayers? Next week, we'll be back with a brand new uh, podcast, and it's a two-part series that we're doing talking about the dark room. And what does life look like in that? If you're near one of our churches, check it out because we'll be preaching through this or you can watch us online at one of our locations, reallifechurch.org or discoverychurch.org as well. So I hope you check that out. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, share this with a friend.